Welcome to Sacred Cows, a podcast where we ask the age-old question, why do we do what we do? My name is Daniel. And I'm Bria. And each week we will look at life or family or the church and ask questions to help us as we journey through life together. So grab your favorite caffeinated beverage and come and chat with us. Welcome to Sacred Cows, Season 2, Episode 4. You got it right this time. I did. I didn't mess that it's one so up. so exciting. It's good. I'm, I'm so growing. So much growth. So much growth. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's it's incredible. It is. So we're looking <laughs> at the Sacred Cows of Spiritual Disciplines. We're still chugging along on yes. this topic, looking at some spiritual disciplines that um, sometimes we just don't look at, right? No, we no. think Like Bible. those verses of the Bible that we just refuse to believe because... It's not, we don't okay, take that Daniel, from the buffet. It's a different topic, you know, different I'm sorry, topic. I'm sorry. Um, I'll just spirit- sit here and drink my coffee. <laughs> spiritual discipline that, that we don't always talk about. When we think of spiritual disciplines, we think of Bible, we think of prayer, we think yes. of, um, what else do we think of usually? Do you know <laughs> the, what I mean? The other ones like, that we always think of. That's, that's really what we go with. So we're just looking at yeah. um, some of those spiritual disciplines that we gloss over and don't really know how to apply mm. to our everyday lives. So today, we are looking at confession, confession, the spiritual discipline of confession. Bria, I have something to confess. <sighs> don't make fun of the spiritual discipline of confession. I don't tell you you're beautiful enough. Oh, that was lame. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the spiritual discipline of confession. Um, There's a whole bunch of reasons why we landed on this one next. Yeah. Yep. Um, we're recording this um, at kind of the, we're in Lent. We're in the yep. beginning of Lent. Um, obviously, that's usually a big topic <laughs> around Lent is confession. Um, we're recording <clears throat> this too at a time when um, we've just been recently talking on social media about some of the things that we don't talk about in the church, some of the things yeah. that we keep hidden, yep. right? And Or we wish would be we talked about. We wish you would talk about more. Yeah, yeah, so that's when we kind of landed on this idea of that's kind of all falls under the spiritual discipline of confession and, yeah. and what that is and what that means. So like really quickly, really simply, what is confession? It's the practice of admitting sin. Yeah. What is sin? <laughs> it's doing things against the will of God. It's yeah. doing things that he asks us in the Bible to not do. Yeah. Plain and simple. S- simply put, yeah. that's how I'd explain it to my kids. Not that you guys are kids, <laughs> but mm-hmm. sometimes we need to understand the simplest definitions to really grasp the word, yeah. right? It's not... Um, complicated. No. It's not, we don't need to use big fancy church words. Um, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's the practice of admitting sin. Yeah. I mean, we, we're even at a point now, and not to kind of go off from, from this idea of confession or the spiritual discipline of confession, but we're even at a point, church, where we, we it, argue is not the word, uh-huh. but we even have discussions with individuals of, uh, it's it's not known in our brains anymore that, oh, this is wrong. Right. Or this is this is sin. The definition. The definition. Has we're more even arguing: yeah. is this sin or not? Yeah. More than hmm, I've done wrong. What should I do yeah. now that I've done wrong? Yeah, we're on like step. Yeah. Minus one. Do you find Do you find we're going one. we're going backwards a well, little bit? Well, yeah. I mean, when we change definitions of, of like sin, you know what I mean? How How do you define sin? Of um, course. We go back to the Bible to define yep. d- define it. We look through things like the Ten Commandments. Yes. We look through things like Paul's letters to the churches, which yep. helps um, h- us understand some of those things that we shouldn't be doing. We look for common sense. <laughs> so <laughs> we looking don't hurt people, yeah, right? Absolutely. So but you're right. So looking at confession, um, individuals might be surprise i'm not gonna this is not a a judgment thing but it's almost like individuals might be surprised when they when they get to heaven 
and and Jesus is there, and it's like, well, you know, this, 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 this. I didn't know that was sin. Yeah. I didn't confess that. Yeah. And that's the weird point we're at yeah. when you think about it yeah. is we're even trying to decide do do I confess that because I don't even know if it's sin or not. That's a really good point. Maybe we're jumping the gun here. Maybe we're jumping the gun but here. You're, no, but you're totally right. And I think that's a challenge to all of us yes. to go back to the Bible. Because and that look is, at from... That's yes. the authority, right? That's, Absolutely. That's what we stand on. That's what we believe in. From and, the horse's mouth. And from Balaam's donkey's mouth. I know you want to say something else there. I but yeah. This is G-rated. Um, we <laughs> would look back to the Bible, and that's where we, we learn what sin is. And I mm-hmm. think, um, you know, <clears throat> regardless of if you're a Jesus follower or not... There's certain morals and values that as a, as a culture, as a society, you know what I mean? Yes. We cling to, which when you look back, they're very biblically based. Yes. Um, but, but societies, we know, right? but we societies and cultures, morals change over time as yeah. things become more acceptable. Yeah, that's true. And Again, that's the unfortunate this thing. This is a whole other thing. This, Absolutely. Maybe our next episode will be the sacred cow of definitions. And, uh, and morality. <laughs> morality. That's great. But, but that's, let's jump back to let's, confession let's, here. Let's come back. So we were looking through, obviously, the Bible to understand what it is. And I think think if you have any have had any um like access or encounter with the church um we know some of these verses off by heart right like if we confess our sins he's faithful and just to forgive us you know it talks about um where is it in james that um to pray for one another to confess to one another like we we hear these verses a lot um we know these verses we understand what it means like to pray for another confess for another but for some reason we cannot translate that from written word of verses we know to real life. Yeah. What does that actually look like? What is the spiritual discipline of confession in my real life? Mm -hmm. When I'm trying to do all the things, um, whether you're in a relationship, married, single, Mm. have kids, no kids, grandkids, like whatever your situation is, how do you translate what the Bible is saying for us to do into your everyday life? And what does that look like individually, corporately, is there a different type of confession when I'm confessing in front of a group of people yeah. than when I'm confessing to an individual? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It's absolutely. And I think there's two real points that we land on for, am I allowed as a Christian to call out someone to confess? No, I'm not allowed to say you need absolutely to confess not. for that. No, you cannot call me out for my, geez, okay. we've been through this. I will Daniel. not hold my brothers and sisters I, in Christ accountable. <laughs> I am Heard. always right. No, I'm just kidding. But no, that's a really good point. And we can, that's, 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 again, that's a can, whole other topic, As you right? can see, I just spew thoughts that come into he my does. brain. It's fine. And we just filter them. It's totally, it's totally acceptable. I don't filter. <laughs> that, that's why you have a wife. Yeah, that's right. Um, my Brita's real... red light is on. It needs to be changed. <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> So there's two points that we've really landed on to keep things concise and simple. Of yes. What is the spiritual discipline of confession? Why should it be a sacred cow? And what, how do we do that in everyday life? And our, our first thing is that we need to be people who are real and people yes. who are authentic. I know yep. that's a hot word right now, but that's fine. It's it, a hot word because we don't see it enough. Yeah, we need yes. to be people who are real and authentic. When somebody off the street and i don't mean someone who is lives on the street i mean when someone walks into yeah. a church building a host <clears throat> church our own homes yeah if we claim to be christ followers um they should know without a doubt that there's n- nothing being put on yeah do you know what i'm saying we should be the same person we should all be the same people right and wherever just we are being real with our struggles mm-hmm. now like you said 
I believe there's a time and place to confess different things. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that's part of the next point that we'll we'll touch on. I believe there's a time and place. I don't, I don't. There's a lot of prayer that needs to be involved in. It. There's mm-hmm. a lot of one-on-one accountability and blah blah blah. All of, of this et cetera stuff. Yeah. But let's put that out of the way. We just need to be real about life. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, we just need to talk about like there's I sure there, I don't need to name them, but a hundred percent there's stuff that I struggle with yep. on a daily basis. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Our marriage is not perfect. No. We we fight sometimes in front of our kids. You know what I mean? Like just being open and real, not saying that it's okay mm-hmm. that we do that, but we really need to be a people who are real yeah. and authentic. And we're missing that so much, mm-hmm. right? Because if we can't be real and authentic with ourselves, yeah. then how are we ever going to be able to confess yeah. <laughs> and practice and that spiritual discipline? I think looking at the, the other side of being real and authentic um, – I struggle. I'll speak for me personally, and I don't want to speak for a group of people, but mm-hmm. hey, if this resonates with you, that's great. That's the point of this. Hi. Um, I think for me personally, it's hard to be open and authentic with certain groups or certain individuals because of um, ways that you almost know that they're going to react. Right. I think nine times out of ten, um, we listen to speak into others' lives. Mm-hmm. We don't listen just to be a listening ear mm-hmm. to say, Wow, that sucks. Let mm-hmm. me pray with you. Yeah, I think we, when anyone confesses, and I don't think social media is the place where you confess, but that's no. where everyone airs their dirty laundry. <laughs> and so when you come across this post and you see someone doing this, nine times out of ten, it's never, wow, that sucks. Let me, I'll be praying for you, or I'll walk with you. It's well, you should be doing this with your life, or, or well, you should. I, be, well, I yeah. did this, or yeah. I did that, and and it's very very hard. Uh, it's almost like we've created a, a culture in the church of um, shame. Yeah. We've created a culture of shame that we cannot confess to each other yeah. because we know it's going to be a place of judgment. Yeah. And I know for everyone listening, that is not new news. Yeah. You know it. Yeah. However, all of us together can also be a catalyst for change within right. that right. if we become real. And, and this is the other part I think that we haven't talked about is – you need to understand that being real and authentic in the world today, especially in the church, comes at a cost. Mm-hmm. It, it comes at a cost, mm-hmm. and it's about being um, faithful to God mm-hmm. and understanding that this is who He's created you to be. Mm-hmm. But it's the realization that something that is so counter—that's so weird to say—that being real and authentic in the church is countercultural to the church. To the church, yeah. Being real and authentic, which because it's counterculture in the church, is going to come with a cost. Yeah. And that's why it's really you gotta be in prayer, you gotta discern, yeah. and you gotta know your you gotta know Jesus enough to accept that cost yeah. and recognize that Jesus paid the ultimate cost. Yeah. So No, absolutely. Yeah. And I think as as you're saying that, we need to be real and authentic. And you're right. We need to pray about that and discern about that with who, with when. But one thing that we don't need to pray about, this sounds so weird, but one thing that we don't need to pray about and we don't need to discern is, is like kindness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know, I'm going to yeah. I'm gonna skip a whole bunch of steps for you. You guys don't have to pray to God about this or mm-hmm. even read your Bible. Mm-hmm. We need to be kind to, to other people. Yes. When someone comes and shares something, mm-hmm. we need to practice kindness, kindness. and love yeah. and grace. And I understand that there is a time and place to help people and walk people through certain things in their lives. Mm. But our first reaction to everything should be kindness yes. and love 
and grace. Yep. And whether or not you can understand it or not, whether mm. or not you agree with it or not, yep. doesn't matter. That I should agree. be our first reaction. And I think that's part of being real and authentic yeah. is that understanding that part of my authenticity is being like Christ. Yeah. And being like Christ, this is how he would respond if someone yeah. came to me and said, I'm struggling with infidelity in my marriage, or I yep. struggle with sexual sin, or I struggle with eating issues, or whatever it yep. is, right? There's I struggle with pride. Pride, what, whatever it is. Maybe people can't even put a name to it. You yeah. know what I yep. mean? Maybe they're just saying feelings. Our first reaction should never be one of, of shame mm-hmm. and condemnation. Um, that's so counter yeah. to what Jesus is. Yeah. is and, and and it is you're totally right it's frustrating because it's hard to be real and authentic in a and i'm not saying this is every individual person but in a generalized culture yes that just doesn't yep. allow for it or it's not as safe 100 percent. Right? and i think that that if you want evidence of that and you're like well like show me what you mean by this mm-hmm. i i think it's it's looking at certain individuals i, I think we're in a day and age i'm going to say the past five years to now mm-hmm. of Church leaders just falling from grace, left, right, and center. Yeah. Um, now, I'm not going to – maybe I shouldn't have said falling from grace. That's not the right word. No. But church leaders – Being hardly attacked by Satan. Yes. Really attacked by Satan yes. and giving into that temptation. Yes. But where I'm going with that uh, – thank you. Yes. Thank you for yes. helping me out with that. Yep. Uh, but where I'm looking at is we automatically go to condemnation. Right. We oh, automatically right. – we we – Rip them down, mm-hmm. left, right, and center. Mm-hmm. We make all the arguments in the world of, well, they shouldn't have been up on a pedestal. Look what mm-hmm. happens when you mm-hmm. have celebrity pastors and blah, 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 blah. Where I feel it's when we're coming with this or on the other side of, of saying, well, there's no way this person did that. Mm-hmm. Or I, I could not I could not believe they did that. That's where that authenticity and realism comes out because we're born into sin. Mm-hmm. So the question is, What's why, yours? why why couldn't they have done yeah. that? Yeah. You could do, anyone who's listening right now could have done that. Yeah. It's all choices that we 100%. make, right? 100%. It doesn't matter uh, we need to understand that we will not be perfect until Jesus comes again. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's not what it there will always be a battle with sin. Yeah. There will be times where sin wins. Yeah. There will be times that wins happens in battle. our life. Wins the battle, not yeah. the war. Yeah. What wins the battle? Yeah. And it's unfortunate during those times that Church leaders, individuals decide to say this is what's going on, and they're just met with this hard wall mm-hmm. of either I, I don't believe it mm-hmm. or shame on you. Mm-hmm. No, I totally and, and we really think we're going to be real and authentic in regards to sin that's going on in our lives when it's like, well... Right. This is what's going to happen. And on the flip side of that, and maybe this is why we don't practice the discipline of confession, is there's a cost. And we're afraid of the earthly cost of it. There's a cost. There's a cost for our sin. It it may be a small cost. Mm -hmm. I mean, who can measure the cost, right? It may be a small cost of um, I've lost this relationship. Mm Mm-hmm depending on the relationship, it could be a big cause, but yeah. you know what I mean? It could be a small cost of, I have to, um, uh, pay a fine, yeah. you know, for speeding. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like I have to re regain trust with my partner exactly. because I did something that made me lose their trust. Could be a big cost. Could be your career. Yep. 
could be someone's life. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, and, and there's, there's a cost. And I think sometimes we misunderstand what Jesus came for. Mm. We, we read these verses where he came to give us a full life and life of joy. And he came to forgive all of our sins and we don't have to pay the price. And, and we read all these verses, but we're looking at them from an earthly lens. Yes. Jesus came to give us a full life eternally yes jesus paid the price that we don't have to pay eternally yes you know there's still and we can have a life abundant on earth if we make the right choices right but there's still an earthly cost exactly he came and he paid that eternal cost but there's still an earthly cost for our sins and our mistakes and it's what we do in those moments that's really going to determine where we can go in the future it, 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 humility, you know, mm. like the complete opposite of pride, understanding that I have to confess this because the Bible tells me to. I know there's going to be a cost. I'm going to pay that cost and I'm going to do the work. And maybe I'll never be able to get back to this place, but I'm still going to do the work. And That's I'm right. still going to be faithful to Jesus. And I'm still going to hopefully be surrounded by people who are going to love me no matter what, yeah. because that's what Christ would do. But there's a cost. There's a yeah. cost to confession, and that's what makes us afraid and, of it And we don't, we don't understand that in the world that when we do confess and let's say our job is stripped away from us, mm-hmm. we don't understand from an earthly perspective that um, the fact that maybe that brings us into a closer relationship with Christ because we need to believe if we love Christ that he works together all yeah. right yeah for good of those who love him yeah he works all things together for good we, mm-hmm. we like to stop there but it says for those who love him mm-hmm. and we must believe we must have the faith that when we do confess and we come forward and like i said we lose our job that if we do love god if we do take the proper steps and we come back to our right relationship with god mm-hmm. that he's going to be like okay we're gonna we're gonna make this right yeah every time I, I, I feel like I'm talking with my hands and no one can see me except I'm, I, I am talking with my hands. My mind goes back to um, Joseph in the Old Testament. Yeah. Um, when he fully relied on God, yeah. he did. And it was when he was in prison mm-hmm. um, that he was there. Many people don't understand that he was in prison for, it was like 21 years mm-hmm. in between, um, I could be, I, I, I don't know, from between... Uh, Potiphar's household mm-hmm. going to jail mm-hmm. and then being the right hand of Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. It was 21 years and basically God made him uh, from when I read this, God made him wait because when the cupbearer came, because there was the, there was the baker and the cupbearer that came down and basically they said, we have dreams, Joseph, and we need you to interpret them. And the cupbearer was basically, he was going to be fine. He went back to the king. But as he was leaving, Joseph was like, oh, can you put in a good word for me for Pharaoh? Right. And at that point, he was not relying on God. Right. He was relying on, Somebody I need to be else. safe. And so God, I'm not going to say punished, but God showed, you're going to rely on me a little bit more. Yeah. Um, which means we're going to stay here in jail a little bit longer. The cost is going to be a the little longer. The cost is going to be a little bit longer, Yep. but I still have your future in my hands. Yeah. And that's where my mind comes back to is, and that's where the whole thing is. We, we don't understand the timing. We yeah. don't know, yeah. but we do know what is right yeah. and what needs to happen. Yeah. And that's the hard choice we have to make is either deciding I'm going to do this knowing it's wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to confess even though I need to mm-hmm. because there's also a cost that will come with that mm-hmm. as well. Yep. Usually it's internal, internal. and personal yeah. and it sucks. Or eternal. Or et- <laughs> Yeah. Trust me, it sucks. Yeah. Uh, or it's the cost of, all right, I, I need to follow God speaking to me and I need to speak up and accept yeah. that cost. Yeah. Knowing that that cost will never be eternal exactly. when you confess, but it will be external earthly. Yep. 
100%. So. And I love uh, at the end of Joseph's story. Joseph, Joseph's? Is, J- Joseph's. <laughs> the end of Joseph's story. There's my favorite verse in the Bible in Genesis 50. I think it's t- verse 20, 22. Um, it says for what you, I'm paraphrasing, what you intended for my harm. What you intended to harm me with. I think yes. he's talking to his brothers when they come and see him. Yeah. What you intended to harm me with, God made good. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Well, all of this stuff that was intended to harm me, all of these choices that I made that would mm-hmm. have harmed me, God flipped them on his head yep. and made it good. Yep. And I think that's really what being real and being authentic and practicing that art of confession really is. What mm. was Satan intended for harm, what mm-hmm. Satan intended to tear me down, to ruin me. Of course. Um, God gave me a way to make it good. Mm-hmm. And that's confession, right? So that's that's really the first point was to be real and be authentic on a regular basis. Yep. Um, that doesn't mean you're never going to have to confess stuff. Of course. But being real and being open and, and mm-hmm. understanding, allowing God to search your heart on a regular basis makes it so we are, are more in step with mm. the stuff that mm-hmm. we have to deal with, mm-hmm. right? And then secondly, and um, this is, again, super important, is being accountable. Mm. Having someone that is going to hold you accountable. And I know that is super hard yes we talk about accountability partners all the time um having someone that you can talk to having that close trusting relationship easier said than done and i think both of us can very 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 easily sit here and say it is the most difficult thing that we struggle with is finding someone other than each other each other to be able to feel safe and open and trust in with it is so difficult and maybe you all listening feel the same way where it's like, that's great. I know I need to be accountable. I don't have anyone who I can be accountable with. And we get it. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we get it. There's not an easy answer to this. When we were talking about accountability, we said right now that's each other. Mm-hmm. And we try really hard to confess to each other on yes. a regular basis and what that looks like. But how we're able to do that is because we took the steps and built a strong foundation. Right. And And unfortunately, there's a lot of, individuals where the world really gets in and the first step is well he did that i can never forgive or she did that i can never forgive you're in a marriage and, and, you're in, a, in a marriage yeah yeah and and that's that i think in in a marriage there's a lot of <laughs> you've heard this all you've all who was married heard this before it's work you got to work at it yeah. you got to be good uh, that sounds like i'm a parent <laughs> you got to be good <laughs> um but it's the recognition of you are waking up every day deciding you're loving this person and that's why i love um, like vow renewals so much is because uh, this might come as a shock to you, but the person you married is not the same person you married. Right. You grow mm-hmm. over years and mm-hmm. years. And that's why vow renewals are so great because it's a recommitment to this person they are now mm-hmm. and saying, I, I still love you. Right. There's been a lot of stuff that's happened, right. but I've also seen you grow over this and change your perspective yeah. and learn new ideas and I've seen you blossom and now I'm going to recommit myself to that individual because that's not the same individual I married 15 years ago, yeah. 20 years ago. So really so, what we're saying, and I'm just kind of like thinking this now, yeah. is that if you are in a relationship, getting into a relationship, yes. Um, you should be able to freely confess to each other. Yes. Because if you don't have that foundation and you can't confess to each other, um, you probably won't be able to do it with someone else. And if you can do it with someone else and you don't share that with your partner or your spouse, Mm -hmm. that can be really dangerous for your marriage relationship. Absolutely. You should not be going into a marriage with a mountain of secrets right. that you're not sharing with your spouse. Other and, than like the secret of, I never put laundry in a laundry basket. Yeah. Because you never told me that one. No, I'm sorry. 
<laughs> I was trying to get into the NBA and, you know, I'm trying to bunch You're up laundry and, and throw it into the laundry basket. <laughs> and sometimes it misses and I don't get the rebound. So I just leave it there. I don't yeah. play basketball. I was going to say, at what point in your life did you ever have oh, a chance no. of making it? I'm the from NBA? the like Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan era, and I'm not going back. I mean, I'm never mind. And we're off on a tangent. That's fine. No, but it's true. I mean, I think of our wedding vows, they were like pre made. Pre, yeah, pre, they're read from a ceremony manufactured, book. Manufactured, um, yes. One size fits all wedding vows, it's which great. there is. There's things that you vow to each other. Yes. Period. In sickness and in health. Um, but I think, like you said, and, and this is a challenge to us right now, is, is sure. to redo that on a regular basis. We'll be you married 10 I mean? years this July. <sighs> yeah. So it's, so it's really looking at that, creating that foundation mm-hmm. from the get go. Mm-hmm. And and this is I, I know this is solely just talking about marriage relationships mm-hmm. right now, but that's that's our perspective. Yeah. And we're just talking from our perspective. Yep. Uh, just to highlight what you were saying before, uh, and I actually said it on Sunday in church. I said we're in a time where it's it's very hard to make friends. Mm-hmm. It's very. T- I, I don't think in a long time I've had what what some would say a, a best friend. a good friend or a right. best friend. Right. For all of you who do. That's awesome. You need to cherish that. Yeah. You do not need to let that go. Uh, but it's it's extremely, it extremely is. hard. It is. But it's one of those things where we need to be intentional about it. And yes. I think the, the really you're right. If you're in a marriage relationship, that's the foundation. And, and then I think another part of it, too, is um, really we and you are much better than I am, have started practicing the art of confessing to our kids yeah. and being accountable yeah. to our kids yes. for a few reasons. When we should. Sure. <laughs> when we do something wrong. We are the greatest examples to our children. We right. Yes. We should, no matter who it is, we should go and ask yes. for forgiveness. But like you just said, we are the first line yes. um, against our kids. I read a quote the other day that said, our next revival, if there is one, <laughs> will not happen in churches. It will not happen in church buildings. It will come from the grassroots and it will come from the homes. Mm. And really, th- this is part of it, is yeah. teaching our kids, I yelled at you. No matter, and we don't say this because you don't want to explain yourself to your kid, over explain it, I guess. No, no. But I yelled at you for doing X, Y, and Z. I, mommy shouldn't have done that. Mommy shouldn't have raised her voice at you. And I'm sorry. And I'm going to try really hard not to. Yeah. Maybe the, maybe he deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah. he was yep. about to do something real stupid. Yep. And I yelled to stop him do it. Okay. Let's all just lay that out there because yep. they're my mm. children and that's what happens. Um, however, my first response should not be to yell at them. Sure. I, you, period. Yes. Right. So uh, it is it, it, the art of confessing to our kids. Now, I'm not saying that like, uh, mommy ate two full bags of chips last night and I need to confess my gluttony to my six-year-old. That's not no, what I'm saying. Not. He's he's not responsible for that, nor when does he need to know that. When it's something, something directly against Exactly. Them. Exactly. Yes. We've really started so there have been that. So there have been times where, where Brie and I get into a, a heated argument. Mm-hmm. We're not yelling at each other per se, mm-hmm. but we raise voices. We say we become passionate. Passionate. At each other. Mm-hmm. Passionate. Uh, <laughs> That's a good word. Very passionate about our own point of view. <laughs> yes, very passionate about our own point of view. That's right. And after it's kind of cooled down and such, um, we'll get our boys around the table or it'll be at supper or yep. when we do devotions at night. Yep. And we'll say, you know, mommy and daddy were really loud today. And we know that's that's not fun. Yeah. And and you know that we ask you guys to stop yelling. Right. And so that's not fair that mommy and daddy were doing that and we yeah. tell you not to do that. So we're really sorry yeah. that that happened. 
That's confessing. Yes. And that's, I think that's being an example. That ties in the two things. It's being real and authentic in front of our kids. Yes. Because I don't want my kids growing up and thinking, oh my gosh, I saw my parents fight, you know, in front of me. And the world says that, oh, you should never fight in front of your kids, which mm. I get it. You, you shouldn't. But this is also real life and it happens yeah, sometimes, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, I don't want them growing up just thinking that. I want them growing up and thinking, and this is straight from our marriage counselor. I, and, I love her dearly. And she always said, it's not horrible to fight in front of your kids. Yes. What's horrible is when you, the kids don't also see the resolution. Yes. And that's yes. really what it is. It's yes. understa- helping them understand that this happens in relationships. Relationships yes. are messy. Relationships yes. are hard. But this happens and then this should happen. And that's the right. conversation and the confession and the love is still there. Yep. 100% still yep. there. And I think that's if that's the only thing our kids get, yeah. <laughs> I hope they get much more. But if the only thing they get is that life is weird and difficult and messy sometimes, but there's always love tying us together and we can mm. always come to each other and ask for forgiveness yes. and say we're sorry and confess and move on. That's yes. that's what it is. And right? what if I took all of that and just took out marriage and put in, in church? Because that's, that's what it it's supposed to be. 100%. That's confession. Yep. That's It gets messy. You yell at each other. You get upset with each other. But there always should be this... I did wrong. Uh-huh. I did this wrong. Uh-huh. This is happening. Yeah. And it should be an open arms thing. 100%. Or a working, at least a tangible, visible, yeah. working towards yeah. resolution. A hundred percent. And and it does. It applies to marriage. It applies to our parenting. And it's the exact same principles that should apply in our lives, in yeah. being accountable to each other. And it's in really simple ways. Uh, yes. This past Sunday, Maverick was going to play the drums. Um, and he was really excited. And we were excited because it was an electric set and you can turn it down. Yeah, it was great. He's a great drummer. He has amazing rhythm. Um, he couldn't do it. He just got scared. And he got – and I was standing in the back. And as a parent, you just, like, you sink because you just want your kid to have all the confidence in the world. Um, I know Daniel was a little – not stressed, but a little – on edge about it because the same thing we never want to force our kids to do it and wasn't there people in the church who were just like encouraging him and like Mm. moving their arms and like you can do it and then as he walked away because he he didn't do it which is fine gave him hugs yeah do you know what i mean without question there was no judgment without question there was no oh my goodness he can't do it and the people that hugged him were the ones that you would probably think would not want drums in the church yes (laughs) yeah but seriously yes right come from a generation where that and that's fine where that wasn't it but that's what it should be where someone is trying to do something or someone is struggling with something and someone can't do it and the church is the absolute first place we want to go because we know we're going to have people waving their arms in the back and encouraging (laughs) us and trying to get us to do it and then hugging us when we can't do it or when we fail he didn't fail but when we fail quote unquote just coming and giving us a hug i mean what else if that's not the kingdom yes then i don't know what is absolutely 100 percent. it all stems back to being real and being authentic and practicing this art of confession to god first which we obviously did not mention yet but we thought maybe that was what goes without saying i think that goes without saying maybe if it doesn't to god first and not the generic if I have done anything wrong, wrong today, today, please forgive me. Forgive me. Like, let's n- name naming it. The let's sin. name it, right? Yep. Confessing the God first, being real and being open, and then finding. If it's your spouse, totally fine. There's yep. nothing wrong with that. If it's somebody else, if, I mean, we don't like long-term or long-distance discipling relationships, mm-hmm. but if you're desperate for someone, reach out to us. Yeah. <laughs> there is nothing, and we've said this so many times, there's absolutely nothing that you can tell us 
as in a confession of this yeah. is what I'm struggling with, that's going to shock, surprise, yeah. or something that we haven't been through already ourselves. True. Yeah, it's <laughs> that, true. That's what it is, right? We yeah. Ideally, it's someone locally who you can go to face-to-face yeah. at a coffee shop and have a conversation. But technology is so fun But technology now is fun now, right? We can do that. Yeah. So the spirit of this is confession. confession. Oh. So, so I challenge you by, by asking some questions. Um, what do you need to confess? Yep. Uh, do you need to do, do you need to spend some time in, in your devotion time, spend some time in prayer and say, God, reveal to me what I need to confess. Yeah. Write it down. Don't leave it in your mind. Get it on paper. Write it down. Uh, church leaders, a challenge to you. Are you being real and authentic with everyone around you? Because mm-hmm. uh, I will say y- you are the example. Mm-hmm. You are the example to your congregation. Uh, if you're in the, the Salvation Army or you work within the community within your church, mm-hmm. you are the example to your community. Mm-hmm. And guess what? I know that's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. I, I understand that. But that's the role we're in. Yeah. That's the role we're doing. Um, that's what we've been called to do yeah. is to be Christ examples mm-hmm. in our home, in our communities. So I challenge you, if there's something that's not real or not authentic, again, like confession, um, go to God, search your heart, say, I need to make this change or I need to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then yeah. go from there. And be okay with, I mean, yeah, the goal is to not sin. Of course. <laughs> the goal course. is to be able to, you know, sanctification is the big word that we use yes. in the church. Um, but I, I think I can talk for both of us where we are on the camp of it. Holiness is a journey. Hol- yes. We're not going to arrive on earth because we can't. Yeah. We're human. We're we're not going to arrive at this place where sin is not even something we struggle with ever. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's the point of being able to go and be perfected before yes. God someday. Um, Dare I say that's why Jesus died for us? Yes. Yes. <laughs> be okay with understanding that there's going to be stuff in my life. Yes. Be be okay with n- not being perfect. Be okay yes. with struggling. It, it's part of the human experience. Yeah. But understand that you're not alone. Let's yeah. be real and be authentic, and you'll find a whole slew of people who all of a sudden know exactly what you're going through, have been through it, are going through it, or can help you get to the other side of it. Thanks so much for listening. Please remember to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And remember, as 1 Corinthians 14.33 says, For God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. May you find that peace in your questioning.